Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Brian. Ooh. On today's episode. Different than the last episode. It's a little different. Tone, tone wise. Are there certain narratives floating out there around the Nets? Oh, they can't beat big teams. Kyrie, Harden, KD, how are they going to play together? Oh, the Nets have no bench. Oh, Steve Nash's rotations. There's all these narratives. <laughs> have you uh, have you heard all of them on this show unironically? Of course. Of course you have. <laughs> yeah. Two days ago. Uh, we're going to talk the Nets' most joyous victory of the year against the Bulls. A beat down in Chi-Town. Nice. Hello. I came in really early. That is part of the on vibe. Twitter at BK Guys <laughs> NetsDaily.com. The Athletic. Get yourself behind the paywall at TheAthletic.com. Do it, Michael. Give it to me. I needed it. The people really wanted that. The people needed it. They wanted it. Brian, the Nets. The Nets are back. They the, are. The Nets are back. That right happened. Now. I mean, that's going to be on the thumbnail. It's got to be in full and big block letters. They're back. Mike, it was a great game. It was a late game. It was unnecessarily late again, but we did it. We're back. <laughs> the funny thing is, so Brian, Brian's feeling, let's just be honest. Let's lay it out there because people are going to be feeling your vibes. Yeah. They're going to be feeling the negativity. <laughs> Tell people what's going no, on I'm in your a, life. I'm this super, was the best game of the year. I'm super positive and, and I'm stoked, okay. at, but I also have a back spasm and uh, these late games are starting to really piss me off, Mike. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was loving it. Uh, I, I've been doing a new way to watch basketball games, and I suggest everyone do the same. If you have like a YouTube TV of DVR where you streaming capabilities, all that stuff, wait like 20 minutes be- after tip, watch the game during halftime, watch Book of Boba Fett. Okay. <laughs> and, and then catch back up, and you can skip all the free throws. It What a game. Do you, think, do you think they're ever going to make a piece of Star Wars media that you won't just completely absentmindedly <laughs> con- consume? <laughs> Yeah, and the funny and not to I, I we will talk yeah. Nets Bulls. But Let's. Book of Boba Fett isn't good. Yeah, it's and just not. And, and like <laughs> the lead actor is a like a, a not. He, I mean, he played the role of Django Fett many many years ago in those horrible prequel movies, and they were just like, yeah, let's throw. I mean, it's fine, but Anyways. it's just not a very good show. We'll save it there was the like end. a there was like a Vespa biker gang in this episode. Ooh. Uh, with the, oh, that gets you in. I'm the in. Best with Michael <laughs> I'm, sold. Pulls you in. I'm sold. Brian! Michael, we did it. The Nets are back. That was wow. a joyous, a joyous victory. A statement win, if you will, Michael. Statement. Uh, a, a true statement. Uh, yeah. I, it, it, frankly, really best one of the year. I think we can definitively say it was a true 
joy to watch. Yeah. The the connectivity, the a lot excitement. Of connectivity. You said um, that was a nice that's no there's a lot of connectivity there. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of connectivity. It it felt like so like we've had these fever dreams in the past of what this Nets team could be. Like we've all gone to bed and and had those dreams of Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant all playing on the floor together. We saw it. We were teased by it in eight games last season. Yeah. All right. And, and it's been a massive point of discussion for us. I mean, since the moment that Kevin Durant and Kyrie have signed here, like they've had this existence where sometimes they're in and out of the lineup. There's no consistency. It's become a meme that the Nets just don't have consistency. Mm-hmm. And they continue to not have consistency because Kyrie's unvaccinated. But the peak Nets, it's a pretty high peak. Mm. I, that's the highest peak in the NBA is peak nets. Yes. It's just that they can't be. obtain it all the time. But this game was oh, Patty Mills corner threes. Yeah. Dayron Sharp. We even, softest we even saw James Harden corner three. Uh, uh, <laughs> just a completely standstill corner three for James Harden. I've never, you haven't seen it in a year. And now we have uh, it again. It, and it's not like Kyrie didn't play well. No. But I think the effect of Kyrie impacted so much of that game it's like you know i've been blabbering on mm. about joe harris you have been about motor, joe motor mugging for weeks yeah. yeah and finally he may come back and he's going to alter this team Kyrie didn't play well four for ten for the field nine points three assists he was really kind of a non-factor in terms of on the court production but having his presence out there and like forcing the bulls to at least account for Kyrie irving Made it so that like James Harden had more room to operate. KD only took ten shots. Now he had, he took a bunch of free throws, so he took more than more than ten shots from the field, but he accounted for ten field goal attempts, uh, and he had twenty seven points, nine assists, one turnover. Harden twenty five points, sixteen assists, and so many of them in the fourth quarter mm, were just gorgeous, styling. just really styling and profiling, dancing on your face dimes. Yeah. How was it in the? How was it in the Discord? How was it on? It was the joyous. Twitch how could stream? how could it not be? I mean, the and also the Dayron coming out party is another spectacular element of this. Obviously, um, what did you think? Of it's going to be hard not to get carried away and have some really hot takes that might not age well. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. but I'm I'm going to try. I'm going to try not. to. Do you to. know who took the most shots last night for the Nets? I don't. Dayron Sharp. That was good. I mean, I was, <laughs> was going to say that's <laughs> Dayron Sharp. Is it too easy to say Dayron? Um, that's interesting. That I guess that I wouldn't have guessed that had we not teed it up. Um, but you know, there is something to be said if we're gonna if we're gonna take the hottest take version of it. Like I'm not gonna say Dayron is like the key to everything, but having a rim roller, wow, right, a, about to say an actual Day-Ron's rim rolling, a <laughs> rim rolling threat <laughs> is really important. And at present, Nick Claxton, love him to death, is a defensive powerhouse. Has yes. stone hands and cannot be trusted for in rhythm rim rolling, and not that Dayron can either. Yet, he, you know, this is just one really good outing. We've never seen an outing like this from Nick Claxton, where he's just really locked in with one of our star players. In this case, James Harden, uh, but also with KD and stuff too. Like he was getting fed from from everybody and just really playing that that distance with his defender neatly, rolling appropriately. And um and getting like good like just finishing really well you know good lift and do like contorted layups here and there like you know that's something that Nick Claxton can do but I didn't know that Dayron had a soft finishing touch uh which it appears he might be able to do that um so yeah. lots to like lots to like there I mean I know you're an acolyte of the Mose hardness scale 
I don't know if you know about Mohs scale of mineral hardness. Mohs is, is the is named after German geotologist and mineralogist Frederick Mohs. I'm even though I said it like a yeah, French man. Um, Sorry, are you so going to say that, something I don't know already? Or what do so you, that, yeah. that's the standard for hardness. Um, <laughs> if Nick Claxton is uh, Mo's hardness seven, if he's a quartz, oh, um, I, I would say Dayron Sharp is a, a gypsum. Mo's hardness too, maybe even a talc. What is this hardness? Is this you're like I don't want to. <laughs> what, is, what this is? <laughs> this is how hard Mo's hardness. There's okay. it, it's how you grade how hard uh, a mineral is. Okay. The lightest mineral that they have here is talc, which I imagine is how talcum powder is made. Okay. And the hardest mineral is diamond. Um, so, so I would so say your heart is diamonds. Watch. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I would say Nick Claxton is somewhere between a quartz and a topaz, which is very high up, seven or eight. And I would say what is Ron Sharp. I, I get the, is a two or three. I get what you're doing, but I don't understand why the context is hardness. What is that? It's well, just we're a talking wave. about. Yeah. hard hands or soft hands oh 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 okay so hands so i'm with it now sorry Nick so i had a late game last night <laughs> our quartz or topaz yeah and got it dayron sharps is gypsum or, or calcite i'm with you okay wow good good to be back on yeah. the same page um yeah <laughs> this was like a real like as you were talking like this is going to be a hilarious segment. it was it's good and i, I like get it. to clue you in on that yeah um Killer comparisons, mineral Ooh. hardness to Nets players. Um, Nets players, hands, hands, guys. Hands. Mm. Uh, I will start with this about Dayron Sharp. This is the official Dayron Sharp segment, okay? So clip it for YouTube. This is it, okay? This is the Dayron Sharp segment. Offensively, so damn smooth. It's not even that he received every pass, handled it pretty much every pass pretty well. There's a, there's a couple of misses, but every big man is going to have a couple of misses. Uh, he's like that really, you're a big hip guy. Huge, right? huge hip guy. You, you scout via the hip. And it's, on, it's one on of up. the keys. It's one of my, of the three important keys. <laughs> and I won't get into the others. Right. It's too yeah. complex. Yeah. It, it's not the most <laughs> <But> scale. Of <laughs> it is, it is the first domino to fall though, is the hips. So his hips, he's got this like nice shifting ability He's like a salsa dancer. Out there, mm, right? They are loose hips. Yeah. yeah, very loose hips. He's he has a great ability to when he's receiving a pass as he's driving down the paint to quickly just shift him back. He has great balance and awareness of like where the backboard is. Yeah, because all those plays, Nick Claxton's a dunker, and I love a dunker. And this is not like an anti Nick Claxton segment because I I think it's exciting that you have Nick Claxton and potentially Dayron Sharp uh, as contributors on some level. I'm not going crazy here. Let's not. But Dayron's all layups, all off the backboard. He has a great awareness of where he has to get the ball off the backboard to put it back in into the bucket. Yeah. And the thing I love about Dayron Sharp, particularly for this team, and I again, this is like, come on, guys, this this Bulls win was extraordinary. So we're gonna go. Th- this is gonna be a ridiculous. Mm. All everything we're gonna say is like, can have no. It's gonna age terribly. It's gonna age yeah. really badly. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, Dayron Sharp went to Montverde Academy in Florida. It is the greatest basketball school in terms of high school basketball in the country right now. The team that he played with at Montverde Academy, Scotty Barnes was there. Kate Cunningham was there. I think, um, who was the pick that the Warriors took out of Arkansas? Not Moses Moody. Is that his name? Moses Moody? Yeah. Um, I'm going to look that I up don't as know, I'm talking. But, I mean, everyone but, but Moses Moody, yeah, yeah, a shooter out of Arkansas. 
that the Warriors took with the 14th overall pick. He also was at Montford Academy with Dayron Sharp. Dayron played with all of these NBA lottery lottery picks in high school. When Dayron was coming out of high school, he was considered the best recruit that North Carolina got that year and one of the best recruits in the country. The thing I like about that, he's played with high-level talent pretty recently in most of his life. His high school basketball team was better than North Carolina. Mm. Went to North Carolina. Wow. And, and the thing that playing with talent – he's learned to like how he needs to operate. He's never been like, he wasn't this guy who's like, oh, I, I'm going to get the ball all the time. I'm going to dominate. I'm going to be like the center of attention. He actually learned to be a role player in high school while being super talented because he had to play with Cade and Scotty Barnes and all those dudes. What is he doing in the pros? Wow. He's, oh, trade, Brian. Trade alert. Whoa. Wow, the wire. Hawks have traded Cam Reddish to the Knicks for a protected first round pick. Okay, Jay from BK is going to be upset. He's a big. He's this is a guy that we had a Twitter fight with, a fake Twitter fight. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and the the Knicks are getting our second round pick. Uh, that I guess Sons, the Hawks had had for twenty twenty five. Who cares? Like, I mean, that's fun. It, cross him off the board. But can I can I even show. add an extra? Um, let me bolster up your position a little bit, even bolster even it, further. Yeah. And not Put again. I don't want to. I don't want to create a, a tension, any kind of manufactured tension Ooh, between right. Claxton and Daron Sharp, because again, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. But using your comparison here from their pre uh, NBA, their pre pro, like Claxton had a whole different responsibility. He was the guy on his Georgia team. Um, yes. Whereas, you know, so he didn't, so he was tasked with like basically being uh, an offensive engine and you can kind of feel that in the way that they play differently now, because like Claxton, when he runs a play, it feels like he's, he's like, it's almost like it's a drill. Like he's running, like he, it's almost like he's like, I don't expect to really get the ball in this thing. And this is how I would run it in a practice. Um, so like my pick and roll is just like, I'm supposed to be here. And then like the play is I run over here. It doesn't feel fluid. It doesn't feel dynamic in the way that he would actually expect to like be integrated into that offensive play at any point. And then when he is, it's always like, Oh, I'm so surprised. And that's why you have diamond hands. Um, so, so topaz. yeah, just topaz. Don't, be, topaz. don't be so mean. <laughs> Sorry. It's topaz hands. Um, and again, I don't, I'm not, I, I'm not out on Nick Claxton. We love Nick Claxton. It's just, these are just point, you know, just points of, points. points of comparison. That's all. And if we're doing the comparison point, as much as I love Daron Sharp, I think defensively he was like bad. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's understandable. Because and that's the yin and the yang to our front court here. This is a nice, it's a good problem to have. You know, <laughs> it's another one dimensional player right. that Steve Nash can put. Cause like there were, he was at the beginning of the game in like that first quarter, Dayron was getting kind of roasted. Um, like he was switching late. He, he doesn't have that much verticality. At least that's what he's not. He's not showing that right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so defensively wasn't good. I mean, he used to also be have a lot more weight on him. Yeah. And the, part of the thing of like if you were a really heavy big man is, yeah, now you have more athleticism. You have to get used to using the athleticism and not rely on just having like a, a body bag mm -hmm. on your belly. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if, if you were a big heavy dude, that's a defensive strategy for leaning against a offensive players. He yeah. doesn't really have that. He now looks like an averagely sized big man where before he was like kind of you know hefty man hefty man hefty boy big brawny man they have they still haven't 611 265 on basketball reference i looked at it 265 yeah. seems nothing like small a lot. yeah nothing small about um, mr Shaw. but i also liked how they i mean they kind of went away from daron on vucevic and i kind of liked how 
James Johnson and uh, and Blake Griffin looked on. You know, going small on those guys, I feel like is always it's worth a look. Yeah, it, it's and they and sometimes they'll put Harden on the center and just. That's, I mean, that's happens. my absolute favorite. It, it was. I mean, it's really impressive. I, I posted the shot on a Twitter at BK Glue Guys on Twitter. Tweeted out the new big four, and it was a picture, a bench picture of Daron Sharp, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant all laughing and smiling. People, people sometimes text me and be like, "Who's managing your your social media presence on Twitter? Why is he such a normie?" And I'm like, guys, <laughs> you don't understand. The normie posts are what has the potential for for virality. You don't get it. There's, it's called normies because there's a lot of normies out there. I'm the Omicron of a social media manager. That's you know, it. I, I don't. I don't kill anyone really, but I like it spreads, baby. It spreads. It spreads. That's High it. virality. Um, yes, and it, it's more almost a joke. The new big four, uh, but I it was so exciting to see like the Nets insert someone wildly into the starting lineup and him do well. And this transitions to the three kettle, the big three kettle, Kessler Edwards, the mm. the nickname that is. Ravaging the nation, the three kettle. <laughs> what did you think of Kess Ed out um, there? I liked it. It looked. It looked. There's. There's a lot of. Um, it is promising. I think that this is. I mean, I don't know that. I would like to see if we can actually get to a rotation at some point because I feel like Kessler Edwards is a guy that, in particular, would really benefit from some kind of consistency. He just feels like a regimented bro in human. that sense <laughs> human yeah. a normal human um so like him just like randomly starting against you know <laughs> a eastern starting. eastern conference foe uh, one of the biggest games of the yeah. year espn bulls versus nets basically every, both teams have like full capacity that you know the bulls don't have caruso yeah but they have everyone else in their lineup and and the nets in this game start Dayron Sharp and Kessler Edwards. Love it. You lo- I mean, it's just a, it's true Nash, true Nash move. Um, and it worked, it worked out. And I think it's because those two guys in particular actually like kind of mesh really well with what we're trying to do. I mean, as a proxy for Joe Harris, you could do worse than Kessler Edwards, you know, Bambi legs and all, he's still very uh, jittery, but he's excitable and he's got a lot of energy and he's a lot more, a lot more athletic than many of the guys out there. He's like way athletic. I didn't really realize how springy he is. That was the exciting part about, I mean, you know, I think in the, I remember reading about his like combine notes and all that stuff that he had like a 40 inch vertical and all that stuff. But like, it's still, you have to wrap your brain around the fact that mostly what he was in college was a standstill three-point shooter, and a defender. Like, he was known as a good defender. He was super active with his hands. He does have, like, you could tell that the Bulls were completely surprised by the hops. Like, that's going to get around that, like, oh, this guy, if he plays more, like, he can actually jump. Watch watch the vertical spacing. Watch the vertical spacing on Mm -hmm. him. I like the beginning of the game. I think it was the first three-pointer the Nets hit. Uh, Kessler Edwards like ran around a screen and was ready to receive the pass and shoot like immediately. He got the pass, put it up from the top of the key and hit it. Mm-hmm. He, that was the only three hit all game, but I appreciated that he was like, cause we had talked about the jitteriness. Mm-hmm. He was ready for at least that moment. And I think he played really well defensively. They, they do need that athletic wing. I don't yeah. know if he's like the guy that's going to take him in the playoffs. I don't think that like, let's just be honest. But it's, the three it's, a kettle, it's a lot to task the, with. The three kettle really stood out. I mean, people are, everywhere I go, people are saying the three kettle nickname. 
You know, it's like on the streets. It is. It is getting crazy. It's sort of like it, insanity all over again. Yeah, yeah. It's out there. Like, like I've been going to a lot of like uh, teapot shops <laughs> and there's like there's teapots with like Kessler Edwards face yeah, on them everywhere. And, and then the number three yeah. for three kettle. Um, that sounds it's cute. been it's also like tea sales have gone up a lot. <laughs> stop. Stop this. Now. Uh, <laughs> uh, can I do my fun segment that you're going to hate? Yeah. I'd lo- I'd love OK. To. to me, this game. This this Nets Bulls game, I will forever remember it, and I will write a book about it someday, and I will name it the narrative shredding game. Can the Nets beat a top team in the league? Narrative shredded. <laughs> Is Harden still a leak? That's narrative like a, shredded. That could be a Vitamix, huh? That's a to-go. That's a good to-go container with uh, soda cans in it. Okay. Uh, can Katie, Kyrie, and Harden fit together in their short playing time? Narrative shredded. This is a yoga mat. <laughs> Being shredded. Getting shredded, or these are yeah, all getting things shredded. getting shredded. Oh, okay. Cool. This is all things. Katie and Harden. They play too many minutes. Narrative shredded. That's this is, this is Jello. Oh. This is Jello getting shredded. My gosh, isn't it weird? That is weird. Oh wow! Steve Gross. Nash can't set a, a correct starting lineup. <laughs> Narrative shredded. Is it? <laughs> this is a basketball. This is a fun one. The Nets need a three and D wing. I think it's I think it's Kessler Edwards. Narrative shredded. Rubber ducky. Let me guess. It's a rubber ducky. Hey, I got uh, it. The Nets need a big man who can score consistently around the bucket. Stay around sharp. Narrative shredded. Hang on. S- styrofoam? No. Uh, this is going to be a hard one. It's in front of you right now. Oh, you type on it. It's a keyboard? That was a keyboard. Wow. Um, deep dish pizza is pizza. It's pizza. Narrative shredded. The microwave? No. Alarm clock. Ah. This was... The narrative shredding game. You might well but you've caused me enough trouble. Now you face the shredder. <laughs> the shredder. <laughs> uh, maybe all that hardware's for making coleslaw. Mike, the amount people are not gonna realize how much time that probably took. Did that take a while? Can I tell you something? Okay, yeah. full honesty here. My son is sick. Okay. My son <laughs> okay. is on the couch. High fever. So now, like now you don't have to take care of him. So you've got a lot of free time <laughs> because so, you've put him <laughs> out to I'm sea, basically. Next, yeah. I'm sitting next to him and he's saying, Daddy, I, I really need some water. I need cold water. And I was like, <laughs> one sec. Cold water. One sec. I am I am yeah. Googling yeah. Shredding, shredded items. A shredded jello sound clip. That's amazing. Did he, um, did he ever get that water or is he still? No, I know. He, yeah. he, he's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know where he is, frankly. Um, I, as, as much that fun was as really that was, well done. Like I'm impressed. I, I do think some narratives were shred, but I mean, mm. the top one really is like, can the Nets beat a top team in the league and no more definitive statement than beating the bulls on ESPN primetime on their home floor. That crowd was pretty juiced to they start were pretty the game. juiced and that whole team got exposed, Mike. I want to feel like they got exposed. Yeah. I mean, it was not only that, it was like this kind of game where like the Nets, the Nets knew in the moment that they were like, 
this is going to matter that we're throwing behind the back passes on them. And yeah. like Bembry had a, a t I hung on to the rim for too long kind of dunk, mm -hmm. you know, like the shove it in your face kind of hang on the rim. Mm -hmm. um, Have we talked it, about his signature dismount enough? The no. Bembry, Bembry has a signature dis. This is how he tell me community like you know how some people have signature dunks he has normal dunks two-handed he hangs there but then he kind of like he tops he topples off in a in a very specific way every time have you noticed this i think it's a great way to kind of put a little flare a little signature flare on on your dunk it's that's not always about the actual dunk itself it's about how you exit how the you rim. dismount yeah you dismount i think more people need a signature dismount i think so too i think it's saying. a yeah it's it's cool anyways um Good what game. a game. Good game. <laughs> Good game. Good game. Uh, let's do this quick break. Coming back, we'll talk a little bit more about the game, and then we'll do news around the league. Oh, okay. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back, Brian. Wow. Before we end this game, I want to say two things. Mm -hmm. okay. One, this version of Patty Mills is what I love. Yeah. Who doesn't? Quarter three Patty. Just be in that corner at the perfect time, accept the pass, and shoot it. I mean, it starts from the top. I mean, honestly, let's talk about the fact that if, you know, this team is designed to have Kyrie Irving play, you know, we haven't talked about Javon Carter in a while. <clears throat> that's for good reason. <laughs> you know, Javon had a nice pull up. He did. Fourth. He did have one nice pull up. And that's exactly what I want to be talking about when we talk about Javon <laughs> Carter. Yeah, that, was, that was the one nice shot he had. Um, because, you know, the way that it's supposed to be is that Javon Carter is a third string point guard, not second string point guard tasked with or sometimes starter or sometimes starter um and this is you know it's important it's important that Kyrie Irving does actually play basketball like yeah and and I think so that brings back to the Patty Mills thing like you were saying where it's because Kyrie was where he's on the floor and Kyrie's trying to do the things you know like penetrating ball handling all the stuff that Kyrie does again did not have a good game no but what it did was it shifted Patty Mills into where Patty Mills should be in his life, mm. right? Like he, like as much as I love him and I love the activity that he brings, he's not just a standstill shooter. The best version of Patty Mills is like, is stand in the corner most of the time, maybe have some activity getting around screens and stuff like that, but just be ready to receive the open pass and take that shot. He was six from eight from three and he was hitting some devastating corner threes where the defense was so consumed by trying to contain Harden and KD and to some degree Kyrie that inevitably Patty Mills is just left wide open from three. 22 minutes, 21 points. That's perfect. And, That's and I talk about Joe Harris. You know, Joe is going to provide that too as a three-point shooter of just like being in the right place at the right time. I still have more confidence in Patty uh, overall than mm. Joe, but I'm, I'm, I'm here and waiting for Joe. So I was excited to see sort of the realignment. That's what Kyrie brings, the realignment of Patty Mills. Right. And secondly, I mean, best James Harden's game of the year. I know he scored more points, and I know, like, I he's had like thirty-nine point triple doubles and all that stuff. Yeah, but this was a dominant, like, utterly brutal, it was brutal display on the floor. He was 
a Harkonnen, and they were he was he's sort of built like a Harkonnen, Atreides, Harkonnen. I go Harkonnen. It sounds so much better. I know. I think Harkonnen. They, think they, 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 they missed it. it they, the they really should have. Um, it seems like, well, to your point, it seems like he allowed himself to have fun for the first time in a long time, Mike. That yes. was, that's a big, important part of, of the James Harden experience. Did you fun. see post game that he even joked that they were like, so I think it was Brian Lewis from the post asked Harden post game. How do you, th- do you think Kyrie's like, do you have any hope that Kyrie's going to be here full time with the team? And Harden made a joke. Is like I'm going to give him that shot. Like he's gonna oh, he's yeah. gonna bum rush him with a needle. Oh, fun! And get, he's on the, he's on vaccine. team bum rush him with the he's needle. He's on team us. Yeah, <laughs> I love like, that. Um, it, it it was, and it was funny because they KD had been he only played 30 minutes, Kyrie only played 25, and Harden was the last star out there for the Nets with the bench players to like finish off. Yeah, the blowout, and he was taking that time to really feel himself. Well, there's a moment too where like Nash. Like is like, hey, can I call your number? And it was like seven minutes to, to go. We were up by like almost forty at this point. And he was like, I'm gonna write it out. I'm gonna write it out. You could see that there was a little conversation where he's like, I wanted to, I want to play with these, with these goofballs, these young guys. Let's do this. And I'm gonna throw behind the back passes yeah. and completely disrespect the Bulls, yeah. which I enjoy. I love the disrespect. Calling your own number in that way is, I, you know, that's there's a lot to like about James Harden. If you're looking in, you know, in the context of the game, there's little details. Super fun. One of my favorites, I think. I think we need to have a, a little James Harden appreciation night at some point. Well, and and it's this version of Harden yeah. where he does have the like he got to the hole. He was five from eight from three. We talked about that corner three that he took. The rare James Harden wide open corner three. Yeah, it was just, and he was he had. He got at least three foul calls he probably shouldn't have gotten, mm-hmm. which is what you love to Standard. see. Yeah. Uh, quick plus minus. Blake Griffin was plus 34 mm. on the night. Big night. Quick news and notes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blake was was Blake good? Like I yeah, Blake was fine. Blake is Blake confusing. I um I don't. I mean, he's, he's, he's not had like to play the game. Him and Bembry diving on the floor. Yeah, for sure. The play where. Bembry dives first, pushes it to Blake, who dives on the floor, and then gets it to I forget who they got Kessler Edwards, I think, yeah, to score the bucket, which was a real statement. But. I'm sort of I'm confused about how I feel towards Blake Griffin at the moment. I mean, it's all very inefficient. It's all very it's he's trying hard, and things are not happening easily. Um, and obviously, his range has just been completely exposed. Doesn't exist. Whatever. Whatever, like whatever attempts at having a three-point shot are <clears throat> that the, this the jig is up on that, Mike. Um, yeah. So now he's left like with back to like kind of breaking down bigger defenders off the dribble and things like that. He's kind of like trying to work mismatches, and that's not really ever what we want to be doing. <laughs> it's like not a very efficient offensive play to to run, and when it works, it looks cool, and that's like a, it's a highlight and it's fun, but like. I don't know. I don't know what to do with Blake right now. Like, it is weird to think that this team has Blake Griffin and he just kind of doesn't feel essential at all. It is. Um, isn't it weird that his offensive game is basically like I break you down off the dribble. I'm like this six nine power forward who like he's like I'm sh- like I'm like old Sean Kemp is sort of like what he's <laughs> <laughs> like the, the decrepit years of Sean Kemp. And 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 I love like I think it's like an, an amazing thing for him. That he has transitioned from the ultimate human highlight to like, what what are they the blue collar you know like yeah. wearing the hard hat and taking charges and being a pest like that's a kind of incredible transition 
it's it's I wouldn't call it a graceful transition. It's just like it's like a pretty amazing. It's like a I don't know what, what's a good man in the iron mask. Like wasn't you know Leonardo I, I actually have like I haven't prince. seen it and I gotta, I'm gonna put a post it note. Go watch Man in the Iron Mask. Pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> I what I remember. I mean, you know, I don't want to. I don't have people rushing out to watch a three-hour Jeremy movie, Irons. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Of course. Any. I'm always in. I watch House of, House of Gucci. Jeremy Irons was in that. Um, <clears throat> just like I, I, you know, the Nets were the dominant team. It felt good. Best win of the year. My last question to you is: Does it matter? Like, does it matter the fact that like? It, it showed that, hey, the Nets can reach the ceiling against a really good team. Or is it just one of the, like, you know, it's a January, the Bulls are on a back-to-back. How much can we really take away from it? Um, <clears throat> I think I think it both matters. I, I think, I'm just going to say it. Let's go all in. It matters. I like this win. It was an important one. They had that little infographic of us losing eight of our eight games against the top uh, eight teams in the league, uh, which is lame and not a cool data point to to have so um and i would say like it's important symbolically for that reason but also it was important just because it was a gelling moment there is a cohesiveness there is a, a spirited a good spirited um jello je- <laughs> there is a jello, the shredded jello shredded jello feeling in the room um and you know without getting those types of wins <laughs> also the name of my my ska band in the Ooh, 90s. Shred Shred Jello. Jello. Ooh, um, love that. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep on. Um, stop. No, Mike. Don't. Don't. I could see you wanted to. Uh, but yeah, you can't fake the funk with like a a pos- that positive kind of energy. Um, so you do need some. <laughs> stop this. So you've been hanging out with kids too often. You've been hanging out with too many kids. Um, I don't know. Is it a big deal for you, Mike? Did you like it? Was it did, was that good for you? It was good. Uh, it is a big deal for this reason, Brian. Mm-hmm. James Harden joke. There's some honesty in all jokes, right? I think there's there's some honesty where he's like, "I'm going to give Kyrie the shot," jokingly saying like he's going to bum rush him with a needle and inject him with the meat vaccine, the mm-hmm. anti-vegan vaccine. Um. I think it does provide a, a, an emotional data point to Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and James Harden to be like, God damn, look, look what we can be. Yes. Like, look yes. at the heights we can reach. We haven't we, had this like, at all this season. We've had such such not high highs. Yeah. Low highs. Like, Durant and Harden have been playing the most minutes in the NBA besides Fred Van Vliet's number one, and then it's KD, James Harden. They, they've been busting their behinds, taking this team and trying to make them the top team in the East. And then now they're, you know, a game behind the Bulls or whatever they are right now. Um, Kyrie didn't even play well. He only played 25 minutes, and yet the team had their best game all year. They blew out the best team in the East right now on their home floor. If that doesn't provide sort of that emotional lift to say, hey, Kyrie, like, and we're going to talk about this in news around the league. There's other factors that may lead to Kyrie being able to play on at home without getting the vaccine. And I understand all that. But still, the best the best thing for global health, for the Nets, for Kyrie Irving's health and everything else is for him to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Right? If, if nothing provides that lift and for Kevin Durant and James Harden to be on their WeChat with Kyrie saying, dude, how good was that? 
Yeah. Like that was good. Let's, uh, let's should, bring it home. Let's let the home crowd see that more often. Because Kyrie said post game, well, they were like asking him what he do, what he does when the when the Nets are home. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm just chilling in Jersey. And he's like, you you guys don't understand how many people where I'm from love the Nets. And he was joking about how he would love to go to a local bar and watch the game and take shots every time Kevin Durant scores a bucket or something. Like he made that joke. Mm-hmm. Kyrie, you'd be, you'd be pretty drunk uh, if every time you uh, you'd be yeah. turned you'd be turned up. <laughs> Kyrie, imagine the feeling of getting vaccinated, feeling healthy, and then walking out onto that home floor at Barclays. The adulation yeah. would be unlike anything you've heard before in your career. And this is some I don't know if I've said this before, but I was thinking about this, um, which is that like, you know, Kyrie Irving in his not with the team days, you know, is is presumably truly not with the team, hanging out with like his aunt, who it appears everyone there is an anti-vaxxer or something, um, mm-hmm. just surrounded by that energy. And then like now to be reintroduced to the world and it's like, oh, we're in a room full of oh, 20,000 people are here. They're all vaccinated. Everyone here is vaccinated. Like, oh, I'm the only, <laughs> I guess I'm the only one. <laughs> uh, and that's just going to happen over and over and over again. Be like, truly like, oh, all these hunt, like now hundreds of thousands of people that I'm seeing and, and you know, interacting with, um, they're all vaccinated. And it's just my aunt back in Jersey who's also anti-vax and, you know, the, the poison being poured in his ear, maybe it's going to have less influence. That's that's um, maybe the hope. What a great place to get to. Mm-hmm. It's the news. Wow. All right. News around the league. Nice. Classic. We start with the Nets. Um, so Stefan Bondi wrote a story for the Daily News. And I'll get into what Bondi reported. Uh, like this is this is not going to be a shot at, at Bondi because I, I do like Bondi. And I've talked to him before. Very nice guy. What's about to happen here, Mike? What are you about to do? Because I, if you've been on Nets Twitter, people have been kind of dragging him a little bit for this report. He wrote in a report basically outlining the fact that the Nets or any other business in New York um, could just simply get fined like two to $5,000 for multiple offenses for allowing an unvaccinated person to work in a, in a setting that should be vaccinated. Mike, is your issue okay. with this that he snaked our story that we, we actually talked about this like a month ago? Is that, is that your primary? No, issue? no, that's not my, uh, we actually talked about like literally the moment when the key, so the key to NYC de Blasio's executive order. I know we had that conversation, like the moment that thing came out. Cause I, you know, I can read, uh, PDFs. Ooh, you get, you get Acrobat. In, you this get is the paid, the paid version of Acrobat. That Acrobat. Oh boy, I'm on that Acrobat kick. Um, so it was like in the executive order. This isn't like some secret document that you had to scrounge into City Hall in. Like it was available for the world to read, and I read it, uh, and we discussed it on the show. So ba- the basic nut of it is mm. that, and I, and I'll quote. This is from the Bondi article. He says, let me present the penalties for non-compliance to the key to the NYC, which is the vaccine ordinance, uh, as outlined by Bill de Blasio's executive order. First offense is a warning. Second offense, $1,000 fine. Third offense, $2,000 fine. Fourth offense is a $5,000 fine. Fifth offense to affinity offenses is continuing to be capped at $5,000 fines. So that is, let's say Kyrie plays five home games. The Nets are warned one time, then they're 
fined a thousand dollars, they're fined two thousand dollars, then fined five thousand, and then fined for that thousand. Okay, that's what this is implying. There's an issue. Like so that's exciting. It's an exciting idea to think, oh my God, the Nets could just have Kyrie Irving. They just allow him to be unvaccinated because it seems like he's not getting vaccinated. And they'll just pay little fines. Joe Sy's a billionaire. Mm. He's little they're baby fines. What are the it's nothing to Joe Sy. Yeah, nothing. Okay. There there's there's a lot of complexity to this. And I don't really want to get too much into it. But basically, from what I can tell, the NBA set forth, mm-hmm. you know, all those many months ago before the season, that the teams and league will comply with whatever the local policies are. Wait, hold on. You went policy instead of ordinance there? What's going on? Yeah, I switched it up on you. My okay. God. Okay. All right. Um, Wasn't right. And, and so it's all about that. The NBA and the teams are binding themselves to local law. They're kind of shielding themselves and using the local ordinances and policies to shield themselves and say, hey, if if your city says you can't play if you're unvaccinated, then you can't play. Okay? Like whatever the ever the rules are. Now it's murky and it could be a lawsuit, right? Like, like honestly, like Kyrie, the most productive thing he could probably do if he wants to play and play unvaccinated is to sue the city. Because you can get an emergency court hearing because there's an immediate like sense of uh, harm and all this stuff. Like You could do that, and we could get resolution to this. It's murky. My thing is that like if this is called reality, right? Mm. these ordinances aren't made in a vacuum, my friend. They're made by politicians. Okay, got it. Okay? If Kyrie Irving wanted to, and the Nets, wanted to defy the city in this way, in such a public way. This would be the biggest, like Fox News would be doing live shows outside Barclays and inhaling the hero that is Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. If he, in fact, defied local ordinance in New York City to play unvaccinated in front of 18,000 people. Yeah. There's a whole big PR <clears throat> you know, problem with being like, I'm so rich that multiple $5,000 fines don't matter. And so your rules don't apply to me. <laughs> it's it's and- not good optics. And and if he did that, yeah. not even thinking of like how Josiah would feel, because Josiah, the owner of the Nets, has been very public of like, all my employees are getting vaccinated. I agree with him. Obviously, he he rather the Nets win a championship than like hold to that standard. I understand that. The city would immediately, the new mayor would have to react to the politics of the moment and would immediately be like, we're upping these fines. Like we're like the, in this special circumstance, we're upping these fines and we're going to make it really difficult for the Nets to do this because the city would look bad and it would be embarrassing and it would undermine the entire city's um, like, you know, COVID policy. So it's just to say, like, even though this Stephen Bondi report, like it's not even I mean, it's not, a, you know, it's a good story, even though this, you know, was in the PDF in October in the PDF. Maybe they don't have Acrobat. They could not. Yeah. No, I don't. They're just the trial version. A lot. Yeah. No, but people are like really picking up on it, and there's a lot of excitement. I just don't want people to think like, oh, the Nets can just pay fines. Yeah. Because I really think the politics of the moment will dictate that that's not going to be the case. Nice. Um. Also coming up, Simmons meeting Brian who's mm. on the league. Okay. Okay. This is from Woj. The NBA trade deadline's a month away, and. Ben Simmons' agent has met with Rich Paul, has met with the 76ers uh, to discuss Simmons' future. 
and Simmons is no closer to returning to the team, and the sides remain on a stalemate. Let me ask you this, Pry. What's the best thing for the Nets? Uh, Simmons returns to the 76ers disgruntled because no trade happens. Simmons does not play at all this season. Or the 76ers complete a trade and do trade Simmons away, but they get like a like a De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald package that's like just not all that. Doesn't move the needle. Do you know what I mean? A, a non-needle moving trade. Yeah. No I- trade. Or Simmons comes back. I like the status Grumpy. quo of there being a an angry stalemate. I mean, like what's currently happening with the Sixers looks yeah. great. I mean, I'm not they're not on my radar at all, and I'm and I'm not super spooked about playing them in a playoff series should that ever happen. Um, so like what's currently going on is I think the best, um, and I can rank them. I guess after that, I think the trade is my least favorite situation because at least it creates some opportunity for them to improve. Um, so yeah, I guess him coming back disgruntled would be second second favorite, um, just because I I have a sense that, that probably is going to go very poorly. Um, yeah, I think that's how I'd rank him. Yeah, I agree. I think stalemate's good. The thing I I wouldn't even hate a trade fully because I just don't think the value for him is all that high. Like we're seeing reports that they want to include Tobias Harris in the deal. Yeah. Did you see what Tobias? This is so sad. You know, this is the impact of trade rumors. Mm. Tobias Harris was asked about those trade rumors. So the reports have been out that the, the 76ers are considering packaging Tobias Harris' contract with Ben Simmons to clear cap space so they can make a run at James Harden this summer, which, of course, would impact the Nets. I still, like, don't know why Harden would definitely want to go to Philly. Like, no, that doesn't, that doesn't really right. line up for me. Um, Tobias Harris was asked about these rumors, and he said, like, I really don't want to talk about it because it's been weighing on my mental health for like oh the God. past two days. Yeah. Way, way to go in, like, Tobias. Like, yeah, let him know. I loved it. Let I loved know. it. Like, yeah. yeah, it sucks. It would suck to be like so casually thrown out there as. Like, like, it's also like it pointed at the journalist, too. It's like, you know, you realize what you're doing is hurting me. Do you realize <laughs> what? <laughs> what you're saying? Those words hurt. They hurt my feelings. Um, which I appreciate, too. Putting your own anxiety on other people. That's. Sort of the way I true. The way I, I know that. In my I marriage. know that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and our work, our work marriage. Yeah. Um, Just kidding. You've always been good, to I, me, Mike. Always been good. No worries. We're good. Don't talk about. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, shredded Jello. The hmm. I, yeah. So I I'm savoring this Simmons issues. Like it seems like there's really no result. There won't be resolution. I mean, we did get some Cam Reddish movement, right? We got the Cam Reddish trade. So maybe more trades are going to be picking up. But uh, I don't think there's any, there's no duus ex machina for uh, the 76ers. Uh, last one thing. Okay. Looks like Damian Lillard may be done for the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got abdomen surgery. What is it, an abdomen surgery? I saw that. I was like, what part of it's the abdomen? Be painful as hell. What part? I just thought it was, that was like a reason. C-section. I didn't know that was a thing. He had a yeah. baby. <laughs> Yeah, had a baby. Like, what part of the abdomen? Um, God, that has to be painful. Um, yeah. Oh, and another big trade news: Bol Bol's trade with the Pistons has been voided because he didn't pass health health, health inspection. Oh, they tried should to the try Nets <laughs> trade for Bol Bol? Um, yeah, that's interesting. Can you pass somebody else's health like inspection thing? It's like yeah. if you if your car doesn't pass inspection, you just take it to another place and see if you can get it through. You know, like do you do you remember when the 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 Kyrie Isaiah Thomas trade that sent Kyrie to Boston that they declared the trade it was happening 
then they looked at Isaiah Thomas's hip and yeah. they realized that he would basically never be the same guy again. Well, this is the Sharif Abdurrahim rescinded. Famously. And the Cavs like yeah. were like still like, yeah, we'll still do this. Just give us some extra second round picks. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so they tried to sell, tried to sell him a lemon with bull bull. Um, and it didn't work out, huh? Do you want, I kind of want bull bull. I don't care. Of course you do, Mike. You love every meme <laughs> player. You want him and Taco Fall and everybody else. George Mirasan, bring him out. I I told you right that I saw George Mirasan at a Seven Eleven recently. Well, no, at a Seven <laughs> Eleven. My my guy. So I live near. Oh, I used to live near where George Mirasan lives here in Maryland. Wow. And not that I knew that, but obviously I did research post meeting Mirasan. I go to my local Seven Eleven, get my coffee. Like an average Joe, and I'm walking up. You know how like there's there's like a counter, and then there's the coffee canisters that you dispense the coffee out of. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a human head floating above all that. I was like, well, that guy's pretty. That seems pretty high. And I'm walking there. I was like, I was thinking like, is he standing on the mm-hmm. counter for some reason? What's going on? It's George Mirasan wearing wizard's gear, like wizard sweats and wizard. Because wow. you got to think these seven footers so much. Yeah, that's they be... only have so many clothes they can buy. Right. So like basketball clothes and he was getting getting you know he didn't even get a large coffee he got like a medium wow medium coffee anything else what did he put in it cream i think it was like just a medium coffee flavored cream there was a snack i think there's also a promotion at 7-eleven at the time where if you get a coffee you also get a free muffin so i think i think he picked up a muffin can't tell if it was blueberry or corn i don't know if it was a corn muffin okay but um he got a muffin and he they the guys at 7-eleven knew him and they paid and then it took him like a minute to get into his car because he's he's a giant. <laughs> he just to wedge himself in there. He yeah, like what had, a pain yeah, in the ass. Do you, I was, I, I, you ever read the um, memoirs or it's like a graphic novel memoir of Andre the Giant? <laughs> he said when he had to go no. wrestle in Japan, he'd use the bathtub as a toilet because <laughs> he, <laughs> he would just like envelop the Japanese toilets. They're too small. <laughs> it's a true story. Anyways, God what were we talking him. about? We had news around the league or something? Bobol. Uh, Bobol. Good news. Mm-hmm. Manu Bull played on the, for the Wizards. Back on the market. Um, Let's get him. Yes. So that's it. So to wrap up the show, Bri, <clears throat> what a game. Uh, it looks like no one's really going to play in that Thunder game. I think the Nets have their next game is like against the Thunder. Maybe it seems like Isn't hard it it's going to be. Yeah, it's today. Um, it's back at home. Well, those are fake games. Home games are fake games until Kyrie starts playing them. That's that's the that's the meme. I don't. Hey, I don't make the rules. These are the rules of the memes. Here's the schedule coming up. It's interesting. Thunder, Pelicans at home, at Cleveland. That's a big game at three o'clock on a Monday. What? Oh, Mar- no. What is it? Is Mar- it Martin Luther King? Yeah. Yeah, is it's it? got to be. It's got to be. Yeah, the seventeenth. Uh, at the Wizards here. Maybe I'll go to that one. Maybe I should go to that one. Um, at San Antonio. So we have that the four game stretch on the road where it's just going to be Kyrie all the time. Um, and then home Lakers, home Denver, and then it's another five game road trip: Warriors, Suns, Kings, Jazz, Denver. A lot of meaty games coming up. A lot of them on the road, wow. and there a lot of them are going to involve Kyrie Irving. Um, I think like something like fifteen of the next Nets games are like 10 of 15 are on the road if not more than that so there's a lot of Kyrie coming up very good take us out mike brian thank you so much for listening check us out on twitter at bk glue guys find us on twitter 
I already talked about that. Yeah. Apple Lot Podcasts. Uh, Five stars. NetSilly.com, The Athletic, yeah. New York Times, Tesla. Tesla. Elon Musk. Thanks, everybody.